That was some powerful worship, amen? Ooh, come on, give the worship team a good clap offering, amen? Praise God. If you have no Bibles, turn to me to Mark chapter 6. Mark chapter 6. Church, uh, just a quick, we have, we have flyers outside for the conference. Take some flyers. Come on, we take some flyers. Take them with you. Invite someone out. We'll be having flyer, uh, flyer <laughs> conference. is going to be uh, August 10th. It starts on a Wednesday. It'll be Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. And it'll be at the convention center. Amen. In Riverside. So we'll be having a great time. And we're excited. We'll be having uh, preachers from the Philippines. We got preachers coming. We got preachers coming from uh, all different parts of the world. They're going to come and preach. Also, there's a Foursquare District uh, uh, a supervisor, a new one. He's going to come and he's going to minister to us. He's from Hawaii. And uh, he just moved out here and from, to Santa Ana to run the whole Southern District of Foursquare. So we're blessed to have him. Amen. So let's get ready tonight. And tonight I want to minister on something that God put in my heart. And, I've been praying for it. I've been praying. And uh, I want to talk about rejection. How do you handle rejection? You know, a lot of times, a lot of us, we handle rejection wrong. And sometimes we don't even know how to handle rejection. And, and we look at the word rejection. It's, it, 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 it is a lot of different meanings to it. But one of the meanings that just, just showed up really, really, really alive in my life was, was this one. The word rejection means it's refuse to believe or to accept. Some people will refuse to believe that you've changed. Some people will refuse to accept the, the, the difference in your life. I'll never forget when I got saved and years went by. My, my mom didn't believe me. My family didn't believe me. I mean, 10 years went by. 10 years and they still were like, no, something's wrong. Because I remember you can do so much damage that you could, sometimes they look at you and nobody don't believe it. Now I want to talk about Jesus here and how Jesus dealt with rejection. See, Jesus was also rejected. He was rejected by family, by friends, and people that he knew. So sometimes you're not the only one that gets rejected. You're not the only one that sometimes people look at you weird or people don't accept you. But you have to know how to handle rejection. You have to know to accept, amen, that some people are, I'm not, not going to always give you a clap offering. Some people are not always going to be happy for you. And you got to be okay with that. Because if you're not okay with that, you walk around depressed. You walk around like, you know, well, I got to make everybody happy. No, you don't need to make everybody happy. If I had to make everybody happy, I wouldn't be a pastor. I love everybody. That's a whole difference. I tell, I, I, I share with other pastors, I tell them, the number one problem that pastors do is they fall in love with people. See, I don't fall in love with people because I only fall in love with one person. That's my wife. But I love the rest of the people. There's a big difference. Love the people and fall in love with people. There's a big difference. And sometimes when you fall in love with them, you always get hurt. How many have been hurt here? Because the rest of you guys are lying. Praise God. It's good. We're in the right place. I tell people, where do, where do liars go? Not a how they go to church. Amen. Mark chapter 6, really quick, before we can set this up tonight. Mark chapter 6, verse 1 says this. Then he went out from there. And came to his own country, and his disciples followed him. And when the Sabbath had came, he began to teach in the synagogue. And many hearing him were astonished, saying, Where did this man get these things? And where wisdom is that which is given to him, that such mighty works are performed by his hands. Is this not the carpenter? the son of Mary, and brothers of James, Joseph, and Judah, and Simon, and are not his sisters here with us? So there 
were offended at him. My God. Look at verse four. But Jesus said to them, a prophet is not without honor except in his own country, among his own relatives and his own house. Now he could not do mighty works there except that he laid his hands on a few sick people and healed them. And he marveled because of their unbelief. Then he went about the village in a circuit teaching. Father, we thank you for your word. Lord, I pray that you would minister to us, God, and speak to us clearly, God. I pray that you cause us to hear and receive your word, God. That we would understand the rejection that Jesus went through, God, and the things that took place. I pray that you would speak to us in Jesus' name. And everybody says, Amen. I need you really to understand here that Jesus is rejected here in Nazareth. He's rejected by the people he knew. He's rejected by the friends that he grew up with in his own country. And he's going to this place to preach the gospel. He's going to the place to minister to them. But not only that, but he's going to change lives. He's going to heal the sick, to heal the blind, and to touch their lives. And what happened when he goes there, he begins to speak. And when he begins to speak, they begin to say, wow, who's this man that here, man, he's full of wisdom. I haven't heard words like this. I'm marveled to hear these wonderful words that are coming out of his mouth. And they're astonished by what he's saying because he's coming with the anointing and the power of God. But then what the people do is they look past what he's done. They look past who he is, and then they look at him for what he is. And they look at him and say, isn't he the carpenter's son? See, what happens a lot of times is the enemy likes people to take their eyes off Jesus and put it on man. So when we put our eyes on man, we will see all their faults. We will see all their issues. We will see, amen, the clarity of their flaws. Because how do we know if we ain't got no flaws, then something's wrong with you. Because human are flaws. Human have issues. Men and women have issues. But if we let people who look at us and reject us make us feel like we're nobody, then you become nobody. But you're not a nobody. You're a somebody. Come on, somebody. You're a somebody in God. You're somebody in Jesus. Don't let rejection mess you up. Not everybody, church, is going to believe you are changed. Now, if you're messing around, that's something different. If you're chipping and still drinking and partying, then that's a whole different sermon. But if you're behaving yourself, come on, somebody. If you're behaving yourself, and you, I'm telling you, look at, I, I, I've been saved 23 years. And in those years, in those process of God dealing with me, I've been rejected by many. And when I was looking at this, it began to show me my life and show me certain things. And I'm glad I didn't get stuck on the rejection. I'm glad I didn't allow that to consume me and to cause me to get bitter and cause me to get frustrated. Come on. And it caused me to get angry. Because why? Because it can do that to you. And then you'll stop sharing Jesus with people. Then you'll stop telling people about Jesus. Well, they don't want to hear it anyways. Let them go to hell. Oh, you don't hear me though. I'm telling you that we will be rejected. But how you handle it is very important. How you handle it is very important. 
Here's Jesus. And Jesus, he handles it very well. He handles it very well. He says that he goes on. And, and the Bible, they even say that they say, they, they say to him, they were offended by him. Some people get offended. When you make a stand and you stand for God and you stand for righteousness, people will get offended. People will. I've, I've seen so much happen throughout these years. I've seen Christians get offended. I've seen people get offended by just standing for what is right. Here he is preaching, and he's preaching in the synagogue. So this is in the church. This is church people getting offended. This is the people not understanding and tripping like, oh, man, I, I, don't, think, I don't think we should use him. I don't think we should use her. If it was like that, none of us would be used. I remember, I remember couples, they've been fighting and killing themselves and then coming to the house of God and doing their job. I remember leaders, amen, fighting when they go doing their job at, in, 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 the, in the church. Couples fighting and beating each other up. Hello. They come to church. Praise God. Hallelujah. <laughs> and if I would focus on that, we would have nobody doing nothing right now. Oh, you don't hear me, though. You don't hear me. You got to understand that Jesus believed in the disciples that were with him. If Jesus would have rejected his disciples, he wouldn't have disciples. If he would have rejected the fishermen, the tax collector, the lawyer, the doctor, all these guys, he would have nobody. Because all of them had an issue. But he believed in them. Others rejected them, but he believed in them. And because he believed in them, they become mighty prophets. They become, amen, mighty men of God. They became the gospel. And they begin to help, amen, bring the acts of into the book of Acts and they carried on to having their own book, some of them. I'm telling you, there's something, amen, that happens when you take rejection and says, I'm not going to let it hurt me. I'm not going to cause me to become bitter. I want to go past this. I'm going to go over this and I'm going to become somebody and do something for God. Here is Jesus. He, he could have, Jesus could have shut down here. You got to understand, Jesus was rejected by his family, his friends, amen, the people that he knew. He could have just said, my God, you know what? This is a lie. Maybe I'm not the son of God. They were trying to make him to refer back to he's the son of a carpenter. They wanted him to take his eyes off of God and put himself on man. See, things can hit you and make you take your eyes off of God and put them on man. But Jesus said, I refuse to take my eyes off of my father. I refuse to take my eyes off of my purpose off my destiny, off who I am. I refuse to let you dictate my life. I refuse the situation that I'm going through to take my eyes off of the calling of God. That's why I love what he says. He says a prophet is not without honor except in his own country. He said, I'm going to swallow this up and I'm going to look at it and I'm going to evaluate the rejection in my life. I'm going to evaluate what took place in my life. Okay, I know that in my own town, some people ain't going to believe me. So he had to look at it in a different perspective. He had to look at it and say, okay, all right. Prophet's not valued in his own house. That's fine. And he goes on, he says this, among his own relatives and his own house. He hits the people that he grew up with It's the family he grew up with. 
and even a, a deep core of people who knew him. The inner circle of his family. He said, all these areas, I have to allow this not to offend me, not to hurt me, and not to take my eyes off of the prize. I'm telling you, some of the stuff you go through, some of the rejection you feel, you feel like, man, am I, am I, am I doing what I'm supposed to be doing? You know, I'll never forget, I, I think what I heard was T.D. Jakes who said, I don't need everybody to believe my vision as long as I believe in it. And I've always kept that in my heart. I've always kept that in my spirit. I don't need everybody to believe in what I'm doing as long as I believe in it, I'm good with it. And I've always kept that in my spirit. So I need you to know that God believes in you. That God believes in you. That should be efficient for you. Don't let what you're going through ruin who you are. You're somebody special. You're somebody valuable. You're somebody with purpose. You're somebody with a destiny. Don't let your hurt, your rejection, come on, miss you up. Here's Jesus. And Jesus goes on church and he says, now he could not do many works there except that he laid hands on a few sick people and healed them. See, the reason why he could only do not too much because the people what? Rejected him. The word reject means what? Unbelief and what? And acceptance. They weren't believing him and they weren't accepting him. So he could only do so much. He can only do so much and he can only heal so many people. And in verse, he goes to verse six, it says, and he marveled because of their unbelief. See, rejection is linked to unbelief because some people don't really think you changed. They look at you and says, oh my God, she's a dope fiend. She's a liar. He's a cheat. He's a thief. And those are the eyes you see them with. And that's all you see. That's all you see. You imagine what these people see Jesus do when he was a kid, when he was young. Amen. He was all man, but also all God. He struggled with the issues of the flesh, but also he was struggling with the full power of God. That's why when he was about to give his life, that he battled and he fell before the, before the altar of God. He cried in bleeding blood, God, if this cup can pass for me, let it pass for me. Because he knew he was going to die. And he also being man, he said, I don't want to die. But he also said, I want to do the will of God. So he had to fight himself. He had to fight himself. Come on, because yourself can lie to you and try to pull you away. Church. Don't let what you go through ruin where you want to go. Don't let what you go through stop you from your future. The Bible says he goes on and, and, and this is what I love about Jesus. That's what I love about him. Jesus does something that you and I need to do with rejection. Here he handles rejection very well. Not because he's the son of God. Because he knew who he was. Know who you are. Know where God brought you out of. Know the change that took place in your life. Don't allow anybody to tell you anything different. Know who you are. Here he is and he knows who he is. And he does something in rejection that you and I need to do. And that's continue to grow. Continue to prosper. 
Come on, continue to stand strong. Even when others don't believe you. Even when others say it ain't true. Even when others say, you know what? You're just this. You're just a son of a mother. Hello, somebody. You're just a son of a dolphin. You're just a... Well... You know what he does, church? He goes and he continues to reach out. And he sends out to, come on, you guys, two right here. He sends out two by two. You guys stand right here really quick. He sends out his disciples two by two. He, he, next one right here. he goes, he says that he empowers them. Stand next to him, hold his hand. Not his hand, but link up, there you go. He empowers them. He, he gives them the ability to preach and to go and heal the sick. He, 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 they, they go and they go in the power and the dunamis and the anointing of God. And he tells them, you too, I want you to go. Go ahead and go that way. Go, go around that way. I want you to go and I want you to go take that place. I want you guys to come. You guys, two girls, come this way real quick. I need two girls. Come on. I'm on. Hello, somebody. You girls, two, go that way. Look at there. Right there. Perfect. Right there. Right there. Perfect. And here's the pictures. He's sending out two by twos. He doesn't let rejection stop him from doing his ministry. He didn't let, amen, something stop him right here to reach over there. He didn't stop what's going on him right here to reach over there. He said, maybe they don't want it, but I know they're going to want it. And I know they're going to want it. And I know they're going to want it. And I know they're going to want it. So he started sending them two by two. And he sent them two by two. Church, I'm telling you. He, people get, go through rejection. Thank you guys may be seated. They go through rejection and they're like, oh, and they hide. They go through rejection and, oh, nobody loves me and nobody cares about me. And no, 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 it's not true. It's not true. Hey, man, how you deal with it is very important. And here he is, and he continues to say, you know what, I'm, I'm going to continue going forward. And he tells them this. He tells them, hey, by the way, guys, because <clears throat> he learned something in rejection. He says, if they don't uh, accept you, dust your feet off. Shake a leg, baby. In other words, he's saying, pues toma, Hallelujah. He said, that's going to curse them and that's going to bless them. Those that accept you are going to be blessed and those that reject you are going to be cursed. He says, but shake a leg, baby. Don't let it consume you. Don't let it engulf you. Don't let it inflame you because then you're going to get bitter. Then you're going to get bad. Then you're going to get worse. Then you're going to get angry. Then you're going to get frustrated. And like, ah! And then you manifest. <laughs> See, but it don't stop there, church. It don't stop there. Because it's funny, when you go through rejection, you, things begin to happen to you that are trying to put a cherry on top of it. Do you know that? Something will happen really close to you and the enemy will try to put a cherry on it, try to, try to stamp you. Or put that, they say they put that last nail in the coffin. Or you say, I had the last straw. Yes, do. So they, here is Jesus. He's telling his disciples that. You can continue reading. It goes into the next chapter. I'm going to jump back up there right now. And he says that John the Baptist 
was beheaded. His close friend. Somebody who knew him close. He had talked to him and had been baptized by him. John the Baptist recognized him as the son of God. He said, baptize me. He goes, no, no, you needed the, the word of God needs to be fulfilled. And he goes, they go up on their way. And here's John the Baptist and he gets beheaded. And Jesus, the Bible says right there in that chapter, says that Jesus weeps. That's the shortest, the shortest scripture of the Bible that he wept. Nowhere else you see that he wept, but he wept there because he loved John. Someone he loved, tragedy hit them. See, when you're going through things and you're going through rejection, something will hit you. A tragedy will come your way. And the enemy was trying to put a cherry on top of it to cause you to run, to hide, to get locked up in the closet, to lock yourself away, to feel depressed, oppressed, and demon-possessed. Hello, somebody. And he'll try to get you to, to go and to feel empathy for yourself and sympathy and get all caught up in the corner where you are in by yourself and you're singing that song. It's my party and I cry if I want to. But nobody knows what I'm going through and no one understands what I'm going through and you, you're drifting away into a corner of depression. You're drifting away through a corner where only you are a person who's judging yourself. Now listen to what I'm going to tell you. And you think you're okay, but you're not. You're only deceiving yourself. And so you stay hidden. And not for a good reason. But Jesus goes through his emotions. And he had to push his way out of those emotions. Because emotions will take you to places you don't want to be. How many people have been emotional and been here? Anybody know what I'm talking about? Been in this place. That your emotions took you there. The thing that you went through took you to a, a dark place. A dark place in your mind. A dark place in your heart. A dark place in your actions. You love God, but you're in a dark place. And God said, get out of that place. Because you don't belong in that place. Come on, get out of that place. Don't let what you go through take you to a dark place. See, I've been in dark places. I've been through some stuff in my walk with God. I've been through some rejections, through some hurt, and through some stuff. Amen. That I had to, I had to literally get myself out of there because if not, I would have ended up living there for a long time. Church, and he goes on in chapter 14 and talks about it, that he gets beheaded. Excuse me, verse 6, all the way down to verse 14 through 25. He talks about all the different changes. Look at verse 29 of 6. And when his disciples heard of it, they came and took away the corpse and laid it in the tomb. They took the corpse and laid it in the tomb, guys. They, can, they did what needed to be done. And look what happens next. And you guys need to see this. Look at verse 30. Then the apostle gathered to Jesus and told him all things, both what they have done and what they had taught. Verse 31, and he said to them, come aside by yourselves to a desert place and rest a while. For there were many coming and going, and they did not even have time to eat. So they departed to a desert place in the boat by themselves. But the multitude saw them. 
departing, and many knew him and ran there on foot from the city. They arrived before them and came together to him. He says, we still got to do the will of God. We still got to do ministry. We still got to reach people. See, they were kingdom-minded people. This is, you know what, regardless of what happened, we still got to do the call of God. We still got to do the ministry. We still got to reach souls. We still got to save lives. We still got to reach people from city to city, from north to south, to east to west. We can't stay stuck in a dark place. We can't allow ourselves to stay stuck because then we're reaching nobody. We're teaching nobody. We're helping nobody. He gets rejected. He sends out people. His, his friend gets killed. He has a tragedy, but shakes it off and goes forward. Come on, somebody. Because of that type of attitude and that type of spirit, the people kept on coming. The people, the Bible says that they got there before them. My God. They were on a boat and the people were running. See, the reason why there's no no dynamics in the church, the reason why nobody wants to come to church, people won't just say, you know, whatever, is because there's no dynamics in the people. Mm. Mm. If they would all sat and mourn for days and years, where would they be? I can tell you stories about my life. But you'll say, well, because you're a pastor, I'm still human. I still cry, I still bleed. The loss of my brother, the loss of my sister, the loss of my dad, the loss of my mom, the loss of a child we had, a stillborn death. All these things that we lost, we lost so much stuff, so many hits. I could have just said, screw everybody. But no, I had to get up, shake my feet off, and still do the will of God. Why? Because I'm a pastor? No. Because I love people, I love God, and I want you guys to get what God has for you. Jesus does the same thing and he's doing this and the people are following him, guys. Listen carefully what I want to tell you. Jesus saw and came and saw a great multitude and was moved with compassion for them because they were like sheep, not having a shepherd. So he began to teach them many things. Then the day was far off spent, Jesus came to them and said, this is a desert place and already the hour is late. Send them away that they may go eat Surrounding countries and villages by themselves bread, for they have nothing to eat. Then he said to them, you give them something to eat. And they said to him, shall we go and buy 200 denarii's worth of bread and give them something to eat? And he said to them, how many loaves do you have? Go and see. And when they found out they had five and two fish, then he commanded them to make them all sit down in a group on green grass. And they sat and ate in ranks and hundreds in fifties, and when they had taken the five loaves and two fish, he took it to heaven, blessed it, and broke the loaves and gave them to his disciples to sit before them. And the two 
hit fish, he divided among them, and they all ate and were filled. And they took back 12 baskets full of fragments of fish. And now these who had eaten the loaf were about 5,000 men. My God. Church. Jesus, after what he goes through, he creates a miracle in front of the people. But 5,000 people with a few fish and a few loaf. He blessed it and it multiplied. But the people were willing to give what they had. See, sometimes we don't want to give what we got. And God's saying to give what you got because I want to multiply it. I want to cause it to grow. I want to cause it to have more than enough. But sometimes you imagine if they, anyway, we came to him and they told him, you know, what do you got? Well, I got nothing. Well, I got to feed my kids and my husband. One more. They would have lost out on a miracle. They would have lost out on a life-changing experience. But they said, I'm not going to be selfish. I'm not going to hold on to this. I'm going to give what I got. I'm going to put it in the basket. I'm going to give to God what belongs to God. I'm going to give a more than enough. And they gave it and he blessed it and it multiplies. And when it comes back to him, he has 12 baskets, more than what he gave. Because God will always take care of you when you give to God. God will always bless what you have. He ain't about to hurt you. He's not about to curse you. He's not about to take you. He's about to add to you. If you give him your marriage, he'll add to your marriage. If you give him your children, your children will last. But if you're trying to hold on to it, you wonder why you lost it. You're trying to do it yourself, you wonder why it falls through your hands. You know why Mexicans don't have barbecues? Because the beans fall through the grill. Church. <laughs> I got to make you laugh like that. Listen to what I'm telling you. Here, here he is, and, and, and he creates a miracle to take place, church. And the miracle is powerful. He's still doing miracles regardless of what happened to him. So you got to know that God empowered you. God had given you so much, and you could do more than you think. Don't allow a lie. Don't allow yourself to keep you from doing the miracle that's inside you. Come on, God, there's something inside you. You got to just let it go. Let it out. Let it go. Don't, 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 don't hold on to it. Let it go, man. Release it. Release what you have to God. Release it, man. I'm telling you, all of a sudden, the Bible says that they take off from here. They go on. They leave from here. Because why? Because Jesus says, I'm going to continue doing my father's business. I'm not going to let rejection stop me. I'm not going to let hurt stop me. I'm not going to let the pain that I go through stop me. I'm not going to let go lack stop me. I'm going to give what I got, and it's going to grow. You see, how are you handling the things in your life? Are you handling it wrong? Are you going to a dark place and, and staying there? Are you, are you getting weird? Are you, are you getting frustrated? Are you blowing it? Are you, are, you, are, you, are, you, are you taking off of the connection, doing this? You know, you, where is your trust at it? Evaluate yourself again tonight. Get yourself back 
on the track. Don't allow what you went through to take you off the course. See, I've been pushed off course many times, but I seem to come right back. Come on. I, I, I hit a take me, but I seem to get just right back on it and getting right back on it to take me where I need to be. Because why? Because I can allow myself to say, forget this. See, the funny thing that hit me when I began to read this, <laughs> I looked at Jesus and it's where Jesus walks on the water. I'm going to be closing with this tonight. Jesus walks on water. And it hit me because he does something powerful here. He, he gets on him, he begins to walk on the water. And while he's walking and he tells the guys to go ahead and take off, go to the other side, that when he began to walk on it, things began to happen and and when the disciples looked at him, they, were, they got afraid. And, and they look out there, and here's Peter. And Peter looks out, he goes, he goes, he says, is that you, Jesus? He goes, yeah, that's me. He says, well, tell me to come, and I'll come out the boat. You know, what gets me is you can be in a boat in a safe place in your life and never step out of anything no more because you can be with Jesus too long that you lose your faith. You can, people don't believe it. But when it comes time to trust God financially, oh, no. When it comes time to let go of what you're going through, oh, no. When it comes time to trust him, oh, no. But you love him. But something happens to your faith. See, faith means trusting fully. Means believing in the unseen. That means seeing the unseen come to life. And here he is, and he says, you are, since you are the Son of God, call me out. So he said, come. And Peter steps out the boat. He's the only one who steps out the boat. And he steps out the boat, and he begins to walk on water. But then he begins to focus on everything that's going on, the winds and everything that happens. And he begins to sink. I tell you again, the enemy wants you to focus on all the stuff around you. To take your eyes off of Jesus. He wants you to take your eyes off of Jesus and put it on yourself and put it on your situation, put it on your hurt, put it on the rejection, put it on all the stuff you're going through, put it on the lack in your life that you feel like, oh my God, it's not working. It's not true, but it is true. It is true and it does work. Believe me. While he's thinking, he cries out, he says, save me. And he reaches out his hand, he's all you, little faith, man. In other words, where's your faith at, man? That little that you got should be more than enough. But what's wrong with you? You've seen me do great things. You've seen me do all these great miracles and great wonders. you see me heal and restore a man and touch people. What are you thinking? That I've forgotten about you? That I left you? reaches back and he takes them back in the boat and they go over to the other side. See, if you're here tonight, I want you to stand. God wants to take you to the other side. He wants to take you from the other side. The other place where you can just get back in the boat. Get back on your feet. Get back do what you're supposed to do. Get back your power, your strength. Someone say, get back. 
place of breakthrough, the place of empowerment, the place of change, the place of reach, the place of going two by two, the place of moving in the healing and the gifts and the power that you have. Don't let your rejection cause you to die out. But say today, I'm crossing over. And I and I choose to cross over. Every head bowed, every eye closed tonight. You're saying, that's me, I need to cross over. That's me, I, I've been through some stuff. I've been through some rejection. I've been through some things, some critical stuff in my life. And today I choose to cross over. I need to get, I need to get to the other side. I need God to get me to the other side. I need to get to the other side. If that's you today, I want you to come. I want you to come. So I'm coming right now. I'm letting go of everything that's taking me to that dark place. I'm letting go of all the things that have been hindering me. I'm letting go of it now. I'm letting go, I'm letting go, I'm letting go. I'm letting go. I'm letting go. I'm letting go to see my future. I'm letting go to see my destiny. I'm letting go to see my purpose. The prophecy that was on my life. I'm ready to see the word that was given to me. I'm ready to see it be fulfilled. I'm ready, I'm ready. I'm ready for change. I'm ready to cross. Oh, I'm ready. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah, Lord. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, Father, we need you. We need you, we need you tonight, Lord. We need your touch. We need your strength, Father. We need your peace tonight, God. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Let us not deceive ourselves, oh God. Let us not be deceived, oh God. But let us be sensitive to your Holy Ghost. Let us be sensitive to your Spirit, God. That we will empty ourselves at the altar. That we will let go of the pain and suffering, God. And that we will pick up the joy of the Lord. That we will pick up the God of fresh anointing, God. Search me inside. 